What it is, guys, your boy Alex of Alanizing, and today we got NFL football, man. A divisional round just happened, and now we're gonna get on to the conference championships, man. So let me we're gonna get on to the review of the divisional round, then we're gonna get into my predictions for championship Sunday. Alright, so let's start off with the Chiefs versus the Jags. Alright. Kansas City didn't necessarily dominate, but they did win comfortably 27 to 20 all right Mahomes went out on the first drive and he scored a touchdown even with Mahomes sustaining a high ankle sprain leaving the game Chad Henney came in and he scored a touchdown then Mahomes came back and the Chiefs still seem calm they still seem calm doesn't matter Mahomes is out Chad Henney's in the Chiefs remain who they are more about the Mahomes injury later, you know, in the preview, we're going to get into detail about that. Mahomes finished the game 22 out of 30, 22 completions, 30 attempts, 195 passing yards, touchdown interception ratio 2 to 0, a 77 QBR, and a passer rating of 112.5. Below 200 passing yards, you know, that's not normal. That's abnormal for Patrick Mahomes. You know, he always throws more than 300. I think he averages like 280 a game. But you ain't need that. Or you didn't need that when you run for 144 rushing yards by committee. And your boy, second best tight end, in my opinion, second best tight end in the NFL. Kelsey gets 14 receptions and two touchdowns. I told you the Jacks defense wasn't going to get it. They weren't going to get it done. I told you they were going to get shredded by Travis. And they did. You know, a good play was that on his second touchdown, the one that Chad Henney threw to him, he was double teamed by Muma and Henrenden. They set a pick for him. Both of them, they fall for the pick. Boom. He's open. Travis Kelsey, another touchdown in the playoffs. Trevor Lawrence, he had an average day, you know, as his 54.4 QBR states. 24 to 39, 217 passing yards, touchdown interception ratio 101, 74.4 passer rating. Okay, but they did run the rock well versus the Chiefs defense. 144 run yards, like the Chiefs did versus the Jaguars. Christian Kirk had the only receiving touchdown. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say that the Jags offense played horrible, but I think the, but I would say is that the Chiefs defense stepped up when it was necessary all right frank clark came up with the big sack and then the rookie jalen watson the corner getting that one-handed interception with less than four minutes in the game to close the game out all right but let's get some props to doug peterson for the changing the responsibility that he's had to change the team the credibility he changed the jaguars team no shame in losing to the chiefs in arrowhead Give him props, man. When they're how the Jags were with Urban Meyer from being the first pick in the draft game, Trayvon Walker, to being in the divisional round versus the Chiefs, and you didn't get demolished. It was pretty. It wasn't. I wouldn't say it was like a close game, but you didn't get your ass beat, and that's what matters. All right, props to Doug Peterson. Let's move on to the Eagles versus the Giants. All right, the Giants they embarrassed themselves and they embarrassed me, and they embarrassed everyone who's. Who supported them or at least gave them a chance in this game they got thumped 38 to 7 daniel jones 15 out of 27 
135 passing yards, touchdown interception ratio, 1 to 0, 11.4 QBR. QBR is a stat from 0 to 100, and this man got 11. 53.8 passer rating. The Daniel Jones that we saw in Minnesota did not travel to Philadelphia, all right? They forgot him at the airport or some, but they did run the ball well. I'll give the Giants that 118 yards. Saquon on nine carries got 61 yards at 6.8 yards per carry, all right? But not enough carries for Saquon, but you know, that's reasonable because they were down, so you're not going to run the ball. You're going to throw the ball. But the Eagles defense, man, they were showing why they got 70 sacks, five sacks on the day, eight QB hits. And I think the play that really sums it up is uh, the CJ. CJ Gardner Johnson played that blitz where uh, Coach Coach Gannon, the defensive corner, he sent him on a blitz. Uh, that forced Daniel Jones to throw it quickly. Bradbury caught him. He was staying back on zone. Boom! Went for the ball. Nice call by Gat. Nice call. And I think that just summed up the game. On the other side of the ball, Jalen Hurts, 16 for 24, 154 passing yards. Touchdown interception ratio, 2 to 0. 84 QBR, very different from Daniel Jones. And 112.2 passer rating. Now, 154 passing yards, you know, we might shrug that off. We might be like, that's that's, that's, that's okay. Then how do the Eagles win by so much if they only threw for those yards? The number that Philly rushed for is absurd. 268 rushing yards total. 268. Kenneth Gainwell. This this stat also blows my mind. Kenneth Gainwell, on 12 carries, got 112 yards. And you're like, oh, 112 yards? He averaged 9.8 yards per carry. So that's basically every time he got the ball, he got a first down. Because they're rounds, 9.8 rounds to 10 yards, which is basically a first down every time he got the ball. Insane, bro. That's a good stat. Good stat. They ran over the Giants' defense. They backed them up in their car, and they ran them over again, and then they just did donuts on them, and they just spit in their grave. Giants' defense should be ashamed of themselves, man. They should be ashamed of this. They couldn't do anything to stop it. Shout out to the Philly O-line, all right? That's why the run game was so good. I said a top five O-line in the preview, and they lived up to that. They only gave up one sack. Philly got that O-line. Philly has that O-line. I'm actually struggling to find a Giants defensive player that played well. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put Jalen Smith. Okay, he had 14 tackles, eight solo tackles. But he had to chase them, though. You know, it's like it's already the... He didn't go up to him, and then the yard grabber just like no yards. Like no, he's already past the defensive line, and Jalen Smith has to go chase him and tackle him. But that's all right, Jalen. That's all right. Jalen's came up small, ironic, and got manhandled. All right, they got manhandled. Good season for them though in totality. Okay, Brian Dable, he changed them around. I think Daniel Jones just needs some more weapons. I like Darius Slayton. Okay, I like Hodgins. Don't get me wrong, Gigi Richie James was on the Niners, but he needs more weapons. And the Eagles are just too strong. So, better luck next year, Giants. And the Eagles move on. Bills versus the Bengals on Sunday. Did I underestimate the Bengals? 
maybe so because they pulled a 27 to 10 win in orchard park as joe burr went for 23 36 242 yards touchdown interception ratio 2 to 0 76.5 qbr and 101.9 passer rating he spread the ball around with three pass catchers having five receptions as Chase and Hayden Hurst caught the touchdowns. Joe Mixon ran for 105 yards. So it was a good mixture of both play styles of running the ball and passing through the air. Though the Bengals offense played well, I think the Bills defense played just as or more poorly. Like extremely poor. They couldn't stop anything. Not the run. 172 yards allowed rushing and they certainly could not stop the pass bro like Milan like Mal Milano said linebacker captain for this team when they got out there they had no energy no energy out of the Bills 11 penalties seven seven were on the defense so that combination of no energy and then penalty after penalty just leaves you with that awful performance this is the worst I've seen the Bills defense I'm, I'm extremely disappointed. Right? I had a lot of faith in the Bills. I said the Bills, man, they, I think they'll win the Super Bowl this year. I said they will win the Super Bowl this year. And this is what happened for the defense. The defense was top three all year. And this is what they show. Now, it was against Joe Burrow and the Bengals offense, okay? I get that. But you're a top three defense. You got to show up. And that was just awful. That was just awful. If I was a Bills fan, I would have been deflated every time. I was even a Bills fan, but every time I seen them get a penalty or they just couldn't stop a run, I felt deflated. And I'm not even a Bills fan. So, that's it must be heartbreaking for the Bills fans. Speaking of the Bills offense, okay, we got to speak about Josh Allen. What I've been seeing lately, okay? We got to stop this talk that i've seen around that josh allen is no longer an elite qb stop it did he have a good game no okay far from a good game was it the worst game i've ever seen a quarterback play no and that's what people are acting like they've seen no josh he played a subpar game okay don't get me wrong he played he played a sub he was playing at a subpar level 25 completions 42 attempts 264 Yards, touchdown reception ratio 0 to 1, 56.3 QBR, 68 passer rating. Yes, they're not good stats, okay? They're not good stats. His best receiver this game was had five receptions, 65 yards, and I think it was Dawson. I think it was Dawson Knox that had that stat line. Okay, Stefan, who I think is the best receiver, well, actually, no, he is the best receiver on this team, non existent. I like him. He's a top three. He's a top three receiver. With him complaining about how he's not getting the ball, like he didn't get targeted ten times. You got targeted ten times, Mike. Come on, you can't be complaining and showing up your quarterback like that. You gotta have more than four receptions. And the run game was also non-existent. Only 65, 64 yards rushing. And can you guys guess who the leading rusher was? Yes, it was Josh. Allen, the quarterback, eight carries, twenty-six yards, one touchdown. I told I told y'all in the preview he's literally their rushing attack. He's their leading rusher, and you, and you, that's why you can't put the whole blame on Josh Allen. No, 
Bengals D also had a hand in this. Okay, and we gotta give them some credit. They played tremendously. They had one sack, eight QB hits. Uh, for me, the standouts were Mike Hilton, the corner Taylor Britt, and yes, even Eli Apple, the guy I was roasting. Eli Apple. Talking a lot of shit. After the game, they're gonna get more than that later, but he... <laughs> let's hope it don't go against them. There were all three of these guys were all over the field, alright? I think the play that summed up the day was Taylor Britt when Allen threw the perfect, I forgot, I think it was third or fourth quarter, he threw a perfect pass to Davis right in his hands. But it was great time by Taylor. He just smacked it right when his body got in his hands. Boom, smack. Outstanding defensive play. And that's when I knew it's just Cincinnati's day today, bro. They just own the Bills today. They gonna win. That's when I knew already. All right, but back to Allen, all right? I've been hearing about a lot of people backtracking on him. That he's not elite anymore, and yeah, he's below Burrow and Mahomes. Like, it's a tier of Burrow and Mahomes, and then there's a big gap, and then that's Allen and the rest of the guys. Mahomes, yes, okay? He's in his own tier right now because he's a Super Bowl champion. He's a Super Bowl MVP. He's a regular season MVP. And this is his fifth straight AFC championship, okay? He's got the accolades. He's been there. He's done it consistently. So Mahomes, yeah, he's on his tier. But Burrow, what does he have accolade-wise over Josh? People saying Super Bowl appearance. Is a Super Bowl appearance an accolade now? Are we counting those as accolades now? Are we rewarding being a Super Bowl runner-up? We should, No, we should not do that. Look, I'm not saying that Josh, oh my god, he's way better than Burrow. They're not even close. I'm literally arguing the opposite. I'm arguing that they're so close. The gap is not that much. Accolade-wise and ability-wise, they're so close. So this narrative that, you know, Josh doesn't even clean Burrow's shoes anymore, that he's, a, he's below tier above, he's, he's tiers below him, false. False. Nonsense. Josh Allen was in MVP combos 2020 and this year. Y'all seem to forget. Y'all seem to forget. Unbelievable. There are close. Out of like the six good QB stats, like the ones that you like, I believe are more important QB stats, they're in close in four. I really can't remember right now, but they're close in four. So out of six, it's unbelievable. I think you don't disrespect Josh Allen like that. They're close. He's in the tiers with those guys. Let's switch on now to Niners versus Cowboys, alright? I'm pumped about this one, obviously, because I'm a Niner fan. So, obviously, I am. Obviously, I am. Niners beat those stinking, annoying Cowboys, 19-12. I almost guessed the score. You know, I said 2016. Close. Close. But that man, Dak Prescott, he proved to us yet again that he is middle of the pack Dak. Shout out to Shannon Sharp. 23 completions, 27 attempts, 206 yards, touchdown interception ratio 1 to 2, 51.5 QBR, 63.6 passer rating. Right on the drive before that atrocious but hilarious play call, you know, where Zeke was in the center and then you passed it to Turbin and he got smacked by Jimmy Moore, right? The drive before that. Three minutes left in the game. 
right? Niners are winning 19 to 12. Cowboys, they need a touchdown. This is this is time for Dak to solidify his legs. This is time for Dak to show those haters that I am clutch. And I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna go dominate. To show that this is his time, Dak's time. And what does the offense do? On first down, Dak is almost picked off by Trey Greenlaw. Second down, Dak throws wide right to Gallup. He misses him badly. Third down, people call this the money down. He scrambles and gets sacked. Wow, what a clutch drive. Now, I'm going to give credit to my defense all right, on that because they were the ones that were clutch. All right? They stopped them. But, damn. That, that's the clutch you were talking about, Cowboys. This is the team you guys were hyping up. Humble yourself. Every year this happens. Every year. My defense won us the game for sure. Alright, one sack, four, B, four QB hits, only allowed one touchdown, two picks by Lenore and Warner. Great instincts by Jimmy Warner. He jumps on it and uh, on CD and it's deflected, which obviously gets to Fred Warner's interception. And they completely shun down the run game, only allowing 76 rushing yards. However, contrary to their defense, Cowboys, I mean their offense, Cowboys defense showed up. Two sacks, five QB hits. They stopped us in the first half, but then they slowed down our run game to 113 yards. They shook Brock a little. I ain't gonna lie. They shook him. He was 19 to 29, 214 yards, touchdown reception ratio 0 0, 53.1 QBR, and an 87.4 passer rate. I ain't gonna lie. Okay, he could have had two interceptions. One of them was the was the digs drop where he was right in his hands, but he didn't drop that. That's an interception right there. But, you know, Kittle came up huge with that juggling catch. He had five receptions, 95 yards, 19 yards per catch. But it's okay, Cowboys fans. It's okay, because next year, it's your year, right? Like always, every year. Next year is always your year. <laughs> uh, cowboy fans, man. You guys are funny. You guys are funny. But the Niners move on. And the team they're going against? Philly. First game of Championship Sunday. Niners versus Seagulls in Philly. I think we are so evenly matched on defense. Okay? Both the. I mean, on both sides of the ball, but let's start off with defense. Defense, we have the one and two defenses. Ours number one, Eagles number two. Starts at the D-line. We have great D-lines. Niners, we have Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw, Samson Ebicom, Charlie Omenehu. These guys get after it. Eagles, they got 70 sacks on the season. They got Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, Javon Hargrave. I think... Excluding Fletcher Cox, they all have more than double-digit sacks. That's impressive. All right, the linebackers for us we got Brent Warner, Dre Greenlaw, Aziz Alshire, the Eagles. We got T.J. Edwards, Kaiser. Secondary. I mean, maybe the Eagles secondary a little bit better, but I'll take my secondary. Okay, I'll take Telenoa, Hufunga, Jimmy Ward, Charberius Ward, Tashawn Gibson. I'll take them. The Eagles. You know, they got Marks Epps. They got the two corners, 
uh, Brad Barry, and Darius Lee. So they got they got good teams, well, man. They got a good secondary. On offense, both our offense are pretty good. The weapons on offense. We got Debo, we got Kittle, we got Ayuk. Jawan's pretty good. McCaffrey. They have AJ Brown. The three Batmans. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. Damn it. Oh, Quez Watkins. Miles Sanders. Kenneth Gainwell. Dallas Scotter. They got good players. But I think the one thing that separates us is quarterback. Quarterback, you know where this is coming. I believe the Eagles have the upper hand here. Yes, I've seen the stats. You know, the comparison of Brock versus Hertz, and how statistically Brock is better in those seven games that he started. However, me saying through my objective lens, because I must, those four interceptions that Brock has could be way more. Look at the film. He has. He's lucky that some of the bobbles ends up on the ground. That Trayvon Diggs is prime example one. Like, he's just lucky on those. Sometimes he'd be overthrowing. But guess what? He's a rookie and that's going to happen. Everyone wants him to fail. Everyone says, when it's going to happen, it's going to happen. He's a rookie. It's going to happen. It's going to. But I don't know when, but it's probably going to happen. Maybe even, maybe not even happen this year. It happens next year. We'll see. Man. And then, so he has that. Hurts. I've seen him flourish this season to a top five elite quarterback. And he's obviously played more games. He only has two more interceptions while throwing down the field more. As you know, the Niners, we throw him between the hashes. Sorry, we throw him between the numbers. How many slats did you see now you give? That's what we do. It's a bunch of slats inside the numbers. So I give the edge to Philly there. Kind of hurts me to say, but I copy objective. And I think Jalen Hurts is better than Brock Purdy. However... If Purdy continues his run that he's been on, he doesn't commit those mistakes, does what he's been doing, and we move the ball, we we rely more on the run scheme, our run game, than the passing game, we can kill that Eagles run defense for sure. Okay, they gave up 2,000 yards rushing this season, 121 yards per game. If we go score on them early in Philadelphia and our defense shuts down the run their run like we've been doing all season because we only have allowed 77 yard rushing yards per game we are winning and I have faith it's going to happen and we're going to win 23-17 give it to me 23-17 okay okay I feel like I'm going with my heart over my head right here because I could see Purdy I can see his luck running out, and then we down. We have to pass the ball, not run the ball. We have to pass the ball, and that's the Eagles' strength. They're pass defense, they're pass rushers to get to us. But I'm going to be optimistic, all right? I'm going to say my team wins. I laid out the plan, what we got to do. If we do that plan, I think we win. I think we win. I'm going to give it to us. 23-17, give it to us. Give it to us. The Chiefs versus the Bengals, all right? I flip-flopped on this game countless times, countless times. But I made my decision. Made my decision. Mahomes injury. Okay, like I previously mentioned in the preview, I mean in the divisional round of Chiefs versus Jaguars. Mahomes sustained a ankle, high ankle sprain, alright, versus the Jaguars. He got out of the game, came back, then he finished it. This week, footage came out that he practiced on Wednesday, I believe, and he looked 
fine. After practicing a press conference when asked about his ankle, he reassured, I quote, saying, it's doing good, end quote. After his conference on video, on a video, you can see that he walked out normally, no limping, with no boot. All right, crazy before that. It was, it's crazy that before this game, or actually not before this game, before the injury that we had, the update injury that we had, the Bengals were favored, and now the Chiefs are favored by 1.5. All right, it's going to be a close game. Both offenses are stacked. Kansas City, I mean, do we have to name all their team? Obviously, you got Mahomes. Obviously, you got Travis Kelsey. You got Juju, Marcus Melton, Scanlane, Pacheco, Cole Hardman. Offensive line's good. Like, you you got your stuff, right? Cincinnati. Got Joe Burr. Got Jamar Chase. T. Higgins. Tyler Boyd. Hayden Hurst. Joe Mixon. Pre-Ryan's pretty good. All right, so you stacked offenses. They're going to score. Now, the defenses got pass rushers that disrupt, especially Cincinnati. How many times have y'all heard me say Trey Hendrickson, my boy, underrated. Sam Hubbard is good. DJ Reader's good. Ballers. Ballers. Cincinnati? I mean Cincinnati. Uh KC? Who are they good? Chris Jones? Brent Clark? Secondaries of both Gosling Ballers, okay? I think Justin Reed. Great safety. Cincinnati, obviously Mike Hilton. They also got some weaknesses. Okay. Casey's defense. I like Jalen Watson, don't get me wrong, but he's a rookie. He could get beat. Cincinnati, I'm still going with Eli Apple. They had a good game last game, but guess what? He's been chirping. Like I said, he's been chirping a little bit too much. I think they're going to attack him. Going to attack him, and I don't think he's going to chirp that much. So ultimately, I'm going with Kansas City. Kansas City, 30-26. Yes, I know the Bengals own them right now. Barrow owns Mahomes. 3-0 against them recently, but I think that's going to change this one. Okay, Mahomes knows that. He knows that he's 0-3 versus him. I think that's motivating him. I believe he wants to go out there and he wants to beat him so bad in Arrowhead to throw away that narrative, okay? To throw away that narrative that he's Burrow's son. He wants to be undisputed best quarterback in the league again. He says he's healthy. He looks healthy. So I'm taking Kansas City. I got to, I got to take. I don't think it's a hot take. But I think it just goes along with the scenario. I don't know if people are going to bring this up, but I will. If Bengals win, if they beat KC, okay, and they go to the Super Bowl, Burrow has already beaten Allen this year. If he beats KC, he'll become 4 0 versus Mahomes. And if he wins the Super Bowl, that makes him the best quarterback in the league. Now, why does that make Joe Burrow the best quarterback in the league? How could you argue against that? If he beats the two other top guys that we think, for me, this is the top three QBs in the league, Mahomes, Josh, and Burrow. If he beats those two guys that I think are with him in the same year, same year, same conference, and he goes to the Super Bowl and wins, he has to be, has to be the best quarterback. My argument from earlier will totally discount what I was saying about oh Josh Allen and 
and Joe Burrow are close. If Joe Burrow wins the Super Bowl, then he has that gap because now he has that accolades. Now he has the accolades, same accolades that Patrick Mahomes has. So then my whole argument is finished. But only if Burrow wins the Super Bowl. And then that's for Allen. And then for Mahomes, he'll have the same resume and he'll be a tad over him because of his record against Ben. You'll both be like, oh, well, he's a Super Bowl champion. He's a Super Bowl MVP. And then what distanced himself from him is that his record 4-0. And that's going to bring Joe Burrow to the top. But that's only if he beats him. I'm not even going to. And I didn't even predict him to win. I'm predicting KC to win. I'm predicting Mahomes. He's going to be mad and he's going to come back. That's what's going to happen. Thank y'all for listening to the episode. See y'all for the Super Bowl episode. Peace.